This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. We are sorry. We apologize for the poor audio quality of last week's Hafta. Dear readers, many of you listeners, many of you have written saying that why was the audio quality so horrible? Uh, two of our mics failed, actually three, Madhu's, Anand's and mine. So we will make sure that doesn't happen again. The problem is this is Sasta recording equipment. And Sasta mein aisa hi hota hai. Or as they say, itne mein itna hi milega. However, you can help us get better by helping us get better audio equipment. All you need to do is subscribe and support us. Or better still, buy some great mics and recorders and gift them to us. If you want to subscribe and you're slightly chindi type and help us only with 1,000, 2,000 rupees, uh, click on I pay to keep news free button under this podcast window or on the right of this podcast window. Press subscribe and spread the word so others can subscribe and we can buy good audio quality equipment so it doesn't fail again. Or just mail us at contact at news laundry with gift in the subject line and we'll get in touch with you and we'll get the audio equipment picked up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm sure, sure there's somebody out there who can get us good quality my, mics uh, inexpensively or can donate them to us. I know. That. And I'm sure if Einstein were working for News Laundry, he would have connected gravitational waves to Angrez Apna Lagaan. Where did connect it? Right? Very big. Thank you, sir. Otherwise, now I'll end with another connection. And uh, if you're too cheap to either subscribe or even give us mics. You Don't say cheap. If, your, your, if it's tough your, for you. If it's tough for you, your advice is always welcome. Because free mein gyan sab hai. Hafte ko hi <laughs> so you can write it to us at contact at News Laundry with your advice. But I'm not joking. It's valuable advice. Thank you so much. We're getting a lot of emails. And we'll be reading out four this time and not three. Because we thought all four were very, val- very valuable. Uh, the abusive ones we don't read out because we want to elevate the level of debate. Uh, <clears throat> so I wouldn't mind hearing those. The abusive ones? Yeah, I mean, minus the, uh, the galis, but just why they're doing it. Why, what, do, what, is, what is upsetting them? I'd like to know that. Okay, if you can tell us what's upsetting you, be abusive without gali, we'll also read those out. But not too much gali. So, uh, but it should make some sense. Only then we'll, you know, mention that this is the kind of feedback we're getting. So, on that note, news laundry, apna lagan, nahi. Angrez. <laughs> Great, we've become the Angrez. Angrez, apna lagan, the news laundry, apna hafta, kabhi nahi, bhoolte. Um, we are here with Madhu. Hi, Madhu. Hello. Deepanjana Pal. Hello. Manisha. Hi. And our very own Ranga uncle, a.k.a. Anand Ranganathan. Hello. This week, the viewers whose mails we've picked are AJ Parikh, Jyoti, Sahil, who is a subscriber, and Abhijit with a TH. Abhijit. But, but first, on the Hafta this week, we'll talk about the debate around triple talaq and how Barkha that lost her cool with Maulana, whatever, Malvi Saab on her show. Did anyone see that? I thought she'd punch him. I wish what, he had. What did he say? He was just an annoying prick, man. He wouldn't shut up. That's not enough. <coughs> uh, I'll tell there you. There are lots of annoying... And uh, apparently the Milli Gazette editor supported him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, we'll talk about that also. Then there was, anyone wants to... Uh, then there was Rana Ayub's book launch that saw a packed house and no television time at all. Arnav Goswami's interview with Rajnath Singh, uh, Barkha's with Smriti, we actually discussed that. The Tanmay Bhatt video and the eye-opening debates on freedom of information that followed. The Gulberg Society trial by the special court, the ruling uh, that happened today. Uh, there's a piece in the mirror that we'd like to discuss on, on Bollywood film and ISIS, what connects the two. Uh, there's a piece in Fountain Inc. on 
ARP and the corruption and influencing journalists around it that we'll discuss, uh, and if there's anything more. Uh, and there are two pieces that I want to discuss, but we'll come to them later. Uh, so welcome to the Hafta. Uh, let's get straight into it. What do you want to start with, Anand? Who? Um, <clears throat> In the spot. In the spot, yes. Okay, before that, uh, since we are asking you for all sorts of things, you know, we figured that we need a new sting for the Hafta, dear listeners. Like, I'll just play to you, you know, whenever any uh, podcast starts, there's a sting before that. So we want to, like, do a new jazzy sting. So, you know, they said, let's go to a music director and get a cool sting. I said, why? Hamare itne talented subscribers or listeners honge. So, you know, like, I'll just play this sting when, like, when a podcast starts. Check this out. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. So, you know, we don't have to say, welcome to the podcast. We accent not accent, but you want some nice music. So, if any of our listeners are good composers, send us a 10-second opening sting for our podcast. You'll be credited each time that podcast plays. It will carry your name prominently and we will be forever in your debt. On that note, I have asked a lot Yeah, I, I think we can start with the, the Robert Vadra thing that's been going on. Uh, hmm. in, in loop, if I can put it that way, for the last four or five days. And um, uh, people have been fighting over whose exclusive it was, whether it was Outlooks or NDTVs or, you know, new, pe- new players have jumped in. Um, and uh, today there's been a barrage of activity concerning whether uh, NDTV was right or whether First Post is right. Uh, right, of, right about what? About that house, whether that Benami property actually... Uh, involves Vadra at all hmm. because NDTV was of the opinion uh, based on the uh, documents, official docs, official documents that they access. Allegedly official. Allegedly. There are no official documents, it's emails. But they obtained the email from the uh, government uh, officials, right? Channels, government channels. We don't know where they got it from. Okay. They don't. They haven't uh, explained. Disclosed. Right? Barkha hasn't said where she's got the source. Like who the source. No, but is. Outlook. I mean, Sandeep Bamsai actually jumped in <laughs> day before yesterday, saying that it's actually not NDTV, but Outlook that should be credited with the exclusive because Outlook brought out Sandeep, the ex mail today. The ex mail today. But why? Uh, why? What did Outlook bring up? So Outlook brought up Vadra as well as Siddharth Nath Singh, saying that Siddharth Nath Singh had. Siddharth Nath Singh had made 450 calls to He's Bhandari. also a friend. And for our listeners, just, yeah, sorry, just quickly yeah. to tell them, there was a story, for those of you who haven't been following the news, that um, suggested that there is an investigation against Robert Vadra for a Benami property he's picked up in London through an Amjali called Bhandari, who is also a friend of Siddharth Nath Singh. Yes. And what happened was Siddharth Nath Singh was basically caught with his pants down, uh, you know, outlook. So he said... Uh, I thought he was into uh, refining because Bhandari's dad was working for ONGC. Great. Okay, what my reading is that this guy was getting into trouble with the enforcement directorate. This guy is Bhandari. And basically deliberately brought in uh, Robert Vadra, of which possibly there is a link, but he brought it in because then the whole Congress party will help save him. But now what has happened is that first post says that that house Hmm. has not not switched hands since uh, 2005 and they've got these uh, records, official records from London. And then today Indian Express has a story saying that it was sold to a company based out of the UAE uh, that is linked to Bhandari and so I really don't know what, 
who has the right documents for this. <laughs> we this shall have a story on it, Indeed. which will be, which will separate yes. the shaft, do, do shaft cal- from as the uh, as Madhuri, Sonia Gandhi. No, no. Sonia said, "Tut ka tut, pani ka pani ho jayega." Pani ho jayega. So you're doing a story, Manisha, on this? No, Kaushik is. Okay. About what? Yeah. Looking at the conflicting media narratives, what is going on? And there was a lot of thing that why has Sonia Gandhi suddenly jumped in to defend her son-in-law? I mean, is he not a private citizen anymore? I mean, come on, my my mother-in-law always jumps to defend. Yeah. This is a natural thing to do. I mean, I'm very disappointed. Mother-in-law is not here. Speaking. Of that, there was the Times Now debate where Arnab Goswami, uh, Sanjay Hegde said the same, asked the same question to Arnab Goswami, saying that if people attack you for political connections or your family being in politics, won't you come out and? Yes. And then Arnab got really angry and said, "I'm going to talk about my family history and everyone who's involved in politics," and he only talked about his grandfathers. Who are no longer political. In fact, I mean, we should discuss that also. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, especially because yesterday, which hmm. was uh, 24 hours after Arnab had his rant. Uh, well, he has his rant every day, but I mean, this was again the special uh, rant. The special, the special, the heartfelt rant. one. Yes. Uh, you know, you accuse me of Congressy, of BJP, of communist, whatever. Yesterday, all the time, most of the Times Now reporters were running these images. <laughs> Aditya Rajkol being one with <laughs> the nation supports Arnab Goswami. Yeah, so Look they at this. so they really? took out so the like bits a, from his yeah. debate, Arnab's debate, where he said that my family, I have members of family in all parties. That hmm. was his disclosure. So uh, Times Now journalist, I don't know who other who else, but Aditya Rajkol tweeted that bit out like a meme and said that. No anchor has ever done a disclosure like this, and nation supports. Yeah, <laughs> and, I thought that was uh, quite funny. Uh, Deepanjana, you want to come in? Absolutely not. There is <laughs> nothing I ever want to say about Arnab Goswami. <laughs> okay, uh, Madhu, you want to come in on the disclosure? Did you see his disclosure? Yeah, I think it's cool. I But think it's fair enough because the questions had come up. We also ran a story mm. about his uncle winning the election, and he had just announced it without full disclosure. So I think it was a good idea for him to do it. but um i think i ad- i love arnab mm-hmm. i love the fact just out of uh, as a journalist to see a new genre being established which he's done and other people have tried and i there are many times where i disagree with him i do get upset with him also because there are some issues such as the uh, arushi murder where he was completely wrong mm. and actually tilted yeah. Uh, influenced the judgment against the parents and he was factually wrong in everything that he did many many programs on it and it was very serious and very damaging however i think as an as a phenomena he's fun he's great he's changed like he's Trump. created a new language exactly donald trump and ronald so exactly. reagan but madhu he didn't actually do a disclosure yeah he didn't it was that, just a rant in fact what i want to say is that's not a disclosure at yeah, all if anything it was selective so it was doing what he's been doing all of this time yeah and you know arnab is a, i mean if he calls himself a journalist he should know what a disclosure is it's not a new concept that anyone is inventing a disclosure is a very old concept that journalists across the world And you I think know, if Mom anyone they, they wonders practice. wonders about Arnab, you have to compare his, frankly speaking, interviews to what he does on Newsa. See, and you know that it's a tamasha. He's, it is a tamasha. He's, he's putting on his like a yeah. stand-up comedian goes in and does his bit. Does a tamasha. He comes back. But the point and is, and then he sits down and he talks seriously to his wife. If he has to make a disclosure, there has to be. It has to be a disclosure. For example, like I remember when you know you made fun of Sonia on she was doing a story on the National Highway Authority or something and. 
her husband was the surface transport minister of state or something of the sort. There was a connection. And he said she didn't make a disclosure. She didn't take it well. Um, uh, Arnab's uncle won the BJP election. He did that. He didn't make a disclosure. Tavleen, when she was here, I said, you write about Lavasa, you don't make... I mean, these are very... I mean, I don't like to use the term, but in, in air quotes, senior journalists, they don't understand the concept of a disclosure. What Arnab did was not a disclosure. It was just... I have a grandfather who's this, they fought for the country, his voice became shaky, oh, dekho, mein itna desh bhakt. Yet, I had an uncle, my mama, my sagga mama, was a hardcore Jansang MLA who wanted Muslims out of the country. Now, if today I say, Are, I have family all over the place, there's someone who's a Jansang, that's not a disclosure. If I'm writing on X, I should show my conflict of interest with exactly. Arvind, I should show that I have a connection with Arvind. I can't say, Mera mama How long are you going to go on pretending you have a connection with Because her? I'm a trustee in the NGO. I mean, you can't take that away, right? I mean, the, the, on that's paper, an NGO, a but not with this politics. No, but what I'm, that's, that's not the point. No, what I'm saying Nobody's is associated But with there is an association, the and so it's made. has the right to know. So, but I can't say, I don't need it's to make that. Incidentally, once, um, I don't, no, I can't Avinandan say, had sent me an, a note, whether it was an email or I think it was an SMS text, that he was going to put his connection with... Um, uh, uh, Gulzar's daughter mm. uh, that you worked on with her when on she a had film. Made her first and film. I said, listen, if I was to do that on every story that I wrote, I don't think there's a journalist either on camera or in print that I have not worked with. So I gave him the list. I kept adding names and said, I've worked with this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. So there comes a point where you do make a disclosure if it's relevant to the story that right. you're doing. But otherwise, if you happen to have worked with that person, I've worked with Karan Thapar, I've worked with Sapan Das Gupta, I've worked with Tavleen, I've worked with Vikram Chand. I mean, the list is endless. If you've been in the business as long as I have, you've pretty much worked with everybody. Exactly. And we don't expect Arnab to make a disclosure every night on Newsar and say, hey, my exactly. uncle is in the BJP. But when you're covering an election where he's involved, then which you're should. reporting on, then there should be a disclosure. But and what people he did don't wasn't get disclosure. It. He just made this general thing. You know, about this day before yesterday when Arna made the disclosure. Did he actually disclose? He didn't about talk his about uncle? No, yeah. he didn't. So he, he just talked about, about his grandfather. It became an excuse to say I was. And he became very senti. Dekho, yeah. I'll, I'll die, die a journalist. And also, then that kind of takes away his positioning as the outsider. Why, if you have an uncle or aunt in every party, you're outsider. Then you can no longer be the outsider. Like Rahul Gandhi can't say, I'm an outsider, come to change the system. You But he is an outsider. Uh, bhai, uh, uske Rahul uncle, is auntie, an outsider. Father, Sorry. uncle, sab, sab party mein Arnab ke. To ab outsider se hue? Aap to se lekar, uh, red corner street tak sab ka hai. Anyway, khair. But there was this, this connected to this... Can we discuss story? Yeah. Haan, uh, you... I, I have no view on it. Well, I'm, I would like to raise the question hmm. that when you get emails which implicate other people, um, first of all, the question is like evidence. Is it enough evidence? Well, I've read the mail. I think it is enough evidence to suggest that that house, I mean, the way that mail is written, I think it's, I mean, I would assume that Robert Vadra owns that house. I think that I'm sure he's smart enough to have deleted or removed or been careful enough for no evidence to come. Ekragya. Hmm. which has become rather crucial. I think it's sufficient enough. It warrants a story, no doubt. Uh, but what's going on next? Anyone else has any views? Or we can move on to the next story. Mother? Let's go to the next one. Okay, the next one <coughs> is quickly, uh, Arnab interviews Rajnath. I thought, talking of softball interviews, <laughs> in the way you talk to Sambit Patra or Sanjay Jhar, you are a big Rajnath ke saamne aapki chun hi nikli. Rajnath sidestepped every question he asked. Every question. 
in fact he was he basically it was rajnath him sitting and bitching out chidambaram that was the interview <laughs> see i think also i'd like to bring in at this time barkha's interview with smriti irani which in some sense has a similar issue there barkha was interviewing smriti irani in a meeting and she was talking to her about you know her policies what she was doing and smriti kept bringing it back to barkha that your channel has done this mm. you have done this you have done that and barkha started defending herself yeah. and i felt the correct position for a journalist at that point would have been that listen the interview is not about me or my channel the interview is about you let's get back to it but she got very defensive yeah. about all those things and i think that fact at more than one i mean i saw that uh, it was a very captivating interview i must yeah. say and uh, on more than one occasion smriti said this interview is about me stop explaining your point yeah but then that was very unfair because she's she, she would always turn it she on would, no she would say whatever she wanted to against barkha and the channel when barkha tried to explain which i agree she shouldn't have bothered but when she tried to explain she would just cut her off and say it's not about you well if it's not about her then why did you bring her up madhu i i'll tell you the problem the basic problem is that smriti till now has never been asked in very concrete set out terms what her policies have been how she has failed in them you know i mean obviously we, we did a piece yeah. on that yeah so in fact you can read that questions, piece of anand yeah. the questions surround rahul gandhi amethi jija ji masa ji you know all that stuff that is the kind of answers you would get as well you know you, you pinpoint your questions but even and then so you, i so think what barkha lacked was uh, and our journalists they are too keen to remain polite you know what i'm saying is you don't have to be rude like karnam and start shouting at them but you can very evenly say that i don't think you're understanding the question let's keep this about you i mean a very curt response to smriti what madhu singh was warranted and, and also smriti i think every time she marrowed a, a stab she got this glow and a smirk on her face yeah. she's so visible she's very childish yeah. she bolte yeah, you know ke dekha maine isko sabak sikhaya it was a bit corny it was really corny and also yeah. i was shocked at her answer when she said that do you think people should be forced to say bharat mata ki jai she asked the people around ab bolo bharat mata ji they all shouted khushi khushi bola hai ki maine zabardasti bulwa hai matlab if hmm? that is your understanding this happened that? no yeah no, so but she that. asked her no i understood her level when at I mean, that that is her caliber she's dominant Tina Brown's caliber uh, panel barkha in fact interviewed her there and um, a lot of her statements were were um, uh, answered by boos a lot of people booed including hmm. self and um oh, because i thought booze you meant be yeah i was thinking alcohol <laughs> no i said like, wow <laughs> booze hmm. and uh, one of the things she said which i thought was really shocking to me is that she said to barkha that you know women are liberated in india women can do whatever they like they can wear what they like they can say what they like they can go into whatever profession they like they can choose what and and barkha said well you know that's and that's when she got the first Uh, barrage of booze because we know that that's not true hmm. and barkha said but you know that's and then she asked barkha didn't you do whatever you want to don't you wear whatever you want to so she's so barkha said but that showed to me how disconnected she is from the average indian woman the rural woman and a person in a position of power her sensitivity should be first tuned to the rest not the i hate to use the term but the elite yeah but i don't think it's uh, disconnected it's as much as she's touch. just childish i just think she's really immature no, but if you think that is, if, if you, you think that you did what you like you wore what you like you went yeah, into so the whole indian women are free well they're not 
Yeah, but yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think that's really immature because um, even if you read her Times of India interview today, it is of the same caliber. So I don't think it has anything to do with the questions she's asked. That's but just coming her. back to mm. the interview with Rajnath Singh, do you think he could have? Do you think he actually Arnab could actually have asked him tough questions? Do you think that's that's a viable I position? I think he did ask tough questions. Like for example, he asked him, "Do you think arresting Kanaya was a mistake?" And Rajnath answered, "No, it wasn't." But then that asks for a follow-up. Yeah. He didn't say anything. Crucial. Yeah, no he didn't say. He, he went, went to the, no, he went to the next question. Now, if you say it was a good idea, obvious follow-up is that you made him into a hero. You created an, uh, a national uh, issue over something that was a very localized thing in one university. Every university through the generations have always been uh, on strike or uh, protest marches and this and that. You took it far too seriously. Into, and you did it actually as a plan to cleanse so-called cleanse JNU of leftists and put in writers. Now, all those questions, he didn't follow up. His, his initial questions so were those tough. Are, so those aren't tough questions. I mean, yeah, yeah it wasn't no, a tough interview because he didn't follow up in any answer. In fact, I didn't watch the Arnab Rajnath Singh. I watched the Shekhar Gupta Rajnath Singh one, Walk mm. the Talk. Mm. And I was just amazed the frequency with which uh, these two gentlemen were touching each other. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> no, I, yeah, and of course, Aminadin is clutching <laughs> his Anand's thigh again. It is amazing. I have never seen that. You know, what do you mean touching each other? No, no, holding hands and you know, are kya bol rahe, dhakka de rahe, ye kar rahe. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> they were flirting I, on TV. I, I highly recommend you watch that again. Moment. It's just shocking. Very sweet. I, I, I missed this interview. I think and that's lovely. I love to listen. Was, you know, in a country where 377 still exists, I think this is a great <laughs> statement that Rajnath Singh has made with Shekhar Gupta. This is a clothesline. Yeah, this is a clothesline moment. Yeah, and you were like 15 minutes down after Shekhar Gupta had touched him about 20 times. I really hope Singh did that. And Rajnath Singh was kind of cornered with, you know, one question. I can't remember which one. He hugged and him. Then, <laughs> he, he was, uh, you know, Shekhar Gupta kept on pestering him. And the Rajnath Singh like, Pushed him and like kind of gently slapped his wrist and you know, you know what the hell is going on? <laughs> it was that the hut nut yeah, cut slap. Exactly. Hut nut cut. Because there are two kinds of when you hit just, And I have been told this before that Shekhar Gupta, you know, touches his interviewees. No, it's, <laughs> in fact, I have I have written about this. In one of the doodles that what I did of Shekhar Gupta. <laughs> ट्रैक Uh, this is from Sahil, who is a news runner subscriber. Sahil, Yay. thank you so much. Applause for you for Yay. subscribing. Uh, your entire letter will be published uh, on the site, but just the bit that I'll read out right now is: I have a different po- viewpoint from Smriti Rani's interview because we discussed it last week as well because it was playing while we were recording on Barkha and general demeanor. And I'm in no sense any bhakt or have any political affiliations. I really enjoyed her interview and feel that politicians should be on their toes when asked questions like the ones Barkha asked. How many questions? did she ask on the ministry he asks just like anand did and how much time did she spend on rahul gandhi gandhi bastion said a lot of times this to me shows she herself was not interested in the ministry and was only there to create media hype 
and uh, she says and basically he says you don't have to be politically correct and you can be passionate and outspoken and you know push your interview around so that's sahil's view thanks sahil he's also um, said um, something about uh, gandhi modi the bjp workers in rishha anyway you can read the rest on online uh, but sahil thank you for subscribing and spread the word and if you're a musician you know compose a 10 second sting and send it here yeah? all right no, what sahil has said is actually true i think uh, what mostly happens after the interview is recorded uh, it very quickly comes on twitter you know as a advertising of it mm. and the the trick is that the employees to have a sound bite out of it rahul gandhi so, amethi type yeah, that is what will sell that, it that what actually sells it that's so, actually a good point um okay uh, you know before i read any more letters um, let's just move on to the next story i'll keep the fountain ink for the end cuz i have a song associated with it um devanjana what do you want to go with anything particular um there was the tanmay bhat fracas there was the triple talaq whatever either let's talk about tanmay very very quickly because i really i'm personally appalled that she this was very upset news. throughout i really was that because it should not be paid attention I'm, to i'm shocked that a snapchat video became became time. news on a on a week or in a week and on days when there were things like riots in manipur when there were serious things happening hmm. and we spent the whole time hmm. discussing a juvenile joke maybe it was because hmm. what indira gandhi did in 1971 the country was in there was starvation deaths there was drought famine everything it was just terrible and the bangladesh war started and everyone forgot about everything Hmm. I have a different point of view if I may Dipanjana. Yes, I, I think uh, even though the topic which you rightly say in any other uh, circumstance would be mundane. Hmm. I actually feel that such issues should be brought up more and more because what they expose is the abject surrender of India uh, you know for freedom of speech and this clause too. So every time such issue comes up I know people say look there are farmers yes, suicide happening know, this and that I feel no this should be discussed because this actually tells us how far we have come uh, uh, you know oh, from accepting yes uh, you know how how well well Anand just no, what once. is your excuse me what is your point so the point is that we never discuss uh, clause 2 which is you know restrictions on freedom of speech unless these issues come up and the more these issues are discussed i feel the more chance we have of discussing that you know the first amendment I, to the constitution know, i have one question hmm. that sachin tendulkar and lata mangeshkar when they saw that this thing was being taken seriously and in my mind totally out of proportion i think it really behooved them to just say grow up we're not bothered relax everybody chalo sab na kaam karo nothing to see government nothing to bother about end of story that would now it shows either complete obliviousness to politics to the condition of people to where the focus should be in our country that lata mangeshkar g and sachin did not say anything i think that by itself lata is mangeshkar reprehensible lata mangeshkar got a flyover stopped a very yeah, uh, good stand up comic uh, i think rajneesh uh, this is his joke if i'm not wrong uh, and correct me if i'm wrong rajneesh will listen to this uh, so one of the jokes he did says when he goes to bombay is that you know uh, you guys like you guys have sachin you know we have yuvraj or whatever Uh, you guys have lata mangeshkar we have flyovers you know because she made, made a flyover stop because it would sorry but dipanjana no, you would say a flyover stop because because it would block her view from her apartment no no because the construction would make noise while she was doing the yards oh acha something of the sort anyway come now really huh. sensitivity no uh, my Should own point yeah 
that she does hmm. fair enough but really why can't we get a flyover hmm. but anand to the point that you were making i agree that it brings up uh, a topic that we possibly don't discuss enough but just for once i want to be able to talk about freedom of expression with a not shit bit of work <laughs> that's for a good once, point that's a good point can we talk about freedom of expression that is with a better hook with a that better, is the point Like, because when it's so rubbish we just constantly it distracts that when you when you are i'm for freedom of speech but i'm i i cannot support this guy i mean i wouldn't censure him i wouldn't censor him i wouldn't do file cases against him but i would ignore him but i think no i'll support when him when you do something I, so disgustingly boring and stupid it puts actually what it belittles the conversation exactly okay sorry i'm sorry manisha had to say something yeah, she's been trying to get a word in actually we had this discussion quite a lot sorry manisha i think he has a quick point to make no. then you can get back manisha, yeah no i'm saying you. sorry i'm not trying to be a devil's advocate but i think oh yes try sure. try <laughs> you mean you believe what you're saying i'm missing my bow tie so i can't <laughs> but you know uh, it is precisely because many people found that video so disgusting that i feel that is the apt example to take the more disgusting support something you don't like i agree yes, with you know but but one second sorry manisha <laughs> i will let you come in i promise Fine. um i don't think that video actually evinced and this is why we've had a lot in the newsroom we've discussed this a lot i don't think this video evinced anything close to a strong reaction until the media picked it up mm-hmm. and said that oh but you should react to this cuz look it's awful that video was put out on saturday We didn't talk about it until days but, later but when had, it had been reported. It didn't kick up a fuss before it got reported. I'm not sure about that. And then people huh? that sorry, Manisha tweets. has to talk. No, we now. had a lot of discussions on that and I think it's definitely a story because today with the internet news is not news is anything that's interesting. So it's fine if websites pick it up and say, "Hey, have you checked this video out?" or "Look, this video is creating uh, whatever it's polarizing people on Twitter. People love it, people hate it." So it is news. It is something to pick up and talk about. and anand i agree with anand that you should pick this up to talk about foe because of then what mns said and then when mns starts saying stuff Absolutely. how do you not report when, on it when mns got involved and when you know it became a political but it issue. is true that none of the debates that at least i saw on monday on tanmay bhat had a reasonable a good discussion on foe yeah. okay, didn't talk about reasonable discussion on this subject and um, uh, the anchor person very bright woman and there was uh, shashadri on one side and dilip charan on the other and uh, one of the things many things that she said was that you know young people they talk in this language anyway the youth of this country they're all used to saying uh, using this kind of language mcbc so it is the youth and i refuted that because language is something you learn from your parents your gro- your grandparents whoever surrounding you and mc and bc gallies have not been invented by this generation they've been going on i don't know if somebody was to do research when hmm. before ad or bc when mc and bc were invented <laughs> so a lot of this dismissal of you know jawan hai jawani ki josh mein aise kar lete hain it's all rot because i've heard the worst gallies coming from the oldest of people and yeah, it has but, no connection but i think different generations have different lines that they cross uh, a i just like to uh, say that i found it very funny i laughed you did uh, yes some of my friends I th- also found it i thought it, it was funny, funny. i thought it wasn't smart humor but all human need I not be smart i thought the script was boring i thought but the one thing that and here i found myself doing that during my interview with anupam kher 
And this is why I think what Anand was saying is very important. That if something that you dislike, if you can defend that without starting off by saying, although I found it horrible, you know, like when I was arguing with Anupam Kher, most respectfully and politely, on the national anthem, and if someone doesn't want to stand up, they don't stand up. I found myself saying, while I stand up when it's played, why must we make everybody stand up if someone doesn't want to? And later I said, why did I have to qualify myself as a patriot? I should be able to say that it doesn't matter what I think. I'm not even going to put that on the table. And in this case, I thought when someone like Shobha Day came and in her, you know, superior style, you know, who's this guy with his 15 minutes of fame? Hey, Shobha auntie, I think more Indians know of him than you. So, you know, cut the, I'm too cool for school. And, you know, uh, he's doing all these things, trying to get fame from here, there. I And then the and the last point I want to make is we have a poll. Yeah, people bring up her but background. Why does Shobha like even news Because anchors. she started, uh, you know, the she actually invented the gossip column in in India with Star. Talk Dust, about freedom of speech. And you're trying where to a lot of fictionalized gossip was written, un un uh, verified, verified and unsubstantiated and. Messed up a lot of people's lives But it's also. always beautiful for anyone who's on these panels to turn around and accuse Tanmay hmm. of wanting 15 minutes yeah. of fame. <laughs> the guy who didn't yeah. come out and who put up a Snapchat video, you're talking about him on TV. <laughs> who told you to come? You're there for your 15 minutes exactly. of fame. So really. Manisha, you were saying? No, I was saying that not just Shobhade, even anchors, Nidhi, uh, Radeep Sardesai, they all had that qualifier. Like, it's not a nice video. I didn't personally like it. Or no. do you think? Or asking questions like, do you think it warrants an arrest? Of course, it doesn't. Why do you have to even say that? Yeah, I, I mean, even as a question, why do we keep getting into? Exactly. It's just needlessly polarizing yeah. a debate. And that shows a, a that, yeah. That shows a lack of confidence in our anchors. Uh, I just like to make. Well, one the only thing I knew I learned from this whole fracas was that Rega Ja is not Sanjay Ja's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a poll. We did on, a piece on that. Uh, on our website, it says, is it possible to have freedom of speech without also having the freedom to offend? And our three choices were, no, there are no jokes that don't offend. Second option is, yes, only jokes that offend no one are good jokes. And three, freedom of speech and expression is a concept most Indians will not understand. And um, I think what the debates showed us that night and what this poll shows us is, 52.87 people who've polled say that freedom of speech is a concept most people will, in our country don't understand. Uh, you know, just like Mr. Pandit, Ashok Pandit, on, on uh, he said, your freedom of speech is cracking a bad joke about me, my freedom of speech is coming and lynching you. Uh, <laughs> and like, yeah. You know, the, the, and yeah, Rahul yeah. Shiv Shankar was sitting there nodding. That yeah, was his part, he actually there. shook his hand and said, yeah. yeah. This is as bad as disclosure. Actually, our understanding of with the two articles you suggested we read. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want to come to them now? Uh, yeah, okay, let's come to them now. So, I will not give any recommendations at the end of the uh, uh, show. I'll just give my recommendations right now. Uh, my two recommendations were, one was an article by um, Andrew Sullivan in the New York magazine. Um, it's about, it's, it's, it says American tyranny. Uh, the article that you sent out is from New York magazine and it's called Democracies End When They Are Too Democratic. Yes, I thought that was a really fascinating piece and the rebuttal to that also I sent out, uh, which is called... Which is called Elite Versus Too Much Democracy, Andrew Sullivan's Afraid of Popular Self-Government. This is by? This is by Mike uh, Lofgren, I think. So no, now, it's by Bill... Oh, okay. Yeah. So now, while these were written last month, exactly a month ago, I just stumbled upon them 
this week, and I highly recommend you read them. The links are below the podcast window. Um, for those of you who don't know, Andrew Sullivan is a conservative commentator, um, a really great writer, um, and he actually cracked a model where he was running his blog without advertisers, but subscribers are paying. Yeah, <coughs> but that shut, right? That, yeah, but that's not because it wasn't viable because he's uh, suffering from HIV. And his, but that uh, was a pretty good blog. I forget the name, but I've heard a lot about that blog, and the it, ring, it no, changed the, quite a lot. Yeah. back in yeah. the states. So let's talk about the article that he wrote. Um, yeah, I'll just quickly tell the listener. The article basically argues it's it's he's trashing Trump and being a conservative. It's he's really angry because Trump has hijacked conservatism, and he blames it on too much democracy. And he quotes Plato's Republic, and says that. Socrates had said that when things get too democratic, then just the rabble and the mob takes over. And there is some merit to the elite being the decision makers, whether it is picking the candidates. I mean, mm. I'm, simpl- I'm oversimplifying it. That's not exactly what he's saying, but... It is in a nutshell. It saying, is a, it's, it's, he's also saying that democracies go through various stages. Stages. And, and the last stage of democracy before tyranny is when everything goes wild. Anti-intellectualism becomes yeah. the norm. So as I was reading it, and I wonder if all of you would uh, agree with that. There, uh, the, at least the first half of the article uh, reminded me of India. Yeah, that's why I found it fascinating. That the conditions of how... Um, wealth inequity. Yeah, the wealth inequity and then the rage, the frustration. And then somebody comes along and channelizes that frustration against somebody else. Against saying, elites. Uh, elite and also and also a minority possibly hmm. and m- much what trump has done hmm. and um, and that hate becomes a passion and positions uh, himself as one of them when you're not you're everything that you want to be you are one of the you know not the intellectual elite but the the rich elite who you're trashing yeah and you yeah i think it is a fascinating piece so in that sense and how the how a leader or a potential leader harnesses these forces of of frustration and hatred to focus them into a dif- into a direction b- gives them the hope that you know I, he can solve all these problems if only for example they exported 11 million immigrants out of the country built a wall paid for by another country uh, balanced the deficit by um, uh, tr- just by trade which is economically almost impossible um, so uh, I think one of the things that really rung true is that how a leader captures the mind of, of a frustrated uh, public and channelizes it into, into just uh, support by, by hatred. And also the kind of things that he's done, like you're talking about a guy whose previous job involved accepting or rejecting women for his Miss World that, you know, she's too thin, she's too fat, her boobs yeah. aren't big enough. This is what he did. Then for another eight years, he said, you're fired. I mean, just think, this is the guy who's going to become the U.S., and who might become the U.S. president. And his biggest support is the working class, and the, the kind white of... working class, <laughs> who he claims uh, he is part of, which he's not, because he inherited a million dollars from his father to start his business, yeah. and which he now says that he inherited a small amount. Yeah, by, right. Just had he put it in an uh, in a, in a index fund, he would have been richer than he is today. But the point but, is... Yeah, so yeah. is the argument sorry, then that... Sorry, the... one, one second, yeah. just one last thing. And what that article shows is there's so many things we only... Hear of some of the bizarre things he said. He said way worse things that don't find their way here when you read that. And this man is the messiah of the masses. And in an advanced stage democracy, what he argues is that 
the founding fathers had checks and balances like you know the judge the, the judiciary is a check and balance on brute majority or, or brute strength not to mention the fact that democracy itself was not actually democratic it did not extend to every citizen right. of course i mean the founding fathers had slaves for him mm. sake you know yeah. <laughs> and not, are not until the late 60s did we have women. any civil rights uh, it wasn't even blacks. extended to right. women but women the other important see. issue to make is that i mean i, I read the piece uh, uh, you know kind of skim through it mm. cuz it's a very long piece also. it's a very mm. long piece but interesting and, <clears throat> yeah uh, the, the other thing is I, i i can't think of any political leader who hasn't indulged in uh, you know firing up or riling up the masses Uh, they all do it to some degree some do it to a extreme degree of hatred or whatever but others do it surreptitiously many do it slyly you know many play the caste card you know the minority card this card the uh, socially uh, i mean the unemployment card all sorts of things and the the other fact the that sub mile hue g card sub the sub <laughs> the sub mile hue g card and the other thing i, I think it is I mean, for example, if you—I know—I mean, Trump. Uh, my views on Trump are well known. Mm. Uh, it's like you know, Nostradamus predicted that uh, you know, in 2016, a person called Dump would become the <laughs> <laughs> the president of uh, America. But I mean, you know, let's not forget that Ronald Reagan mm. was a two-time president of America, and in the 50s and I think in late 50s, if people have seen that uh, very nice movie called Trumbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the people instrumental in hounding the uh, uh, the leftist hmm. uh, uh, you know screenwriters and uh, scriptwriters uh, in in hollywood and he was dead uh, you know so his views were and, very and well known in fact and andrew sullivan is a huge reagan admirer like and he also so that this is what i found i mean even you know the uh, coming back to the author i mean you know define conservative i'm almost you know my the, the antenna shoots up the moment i see someone is conservative because i i mean per se i don't agree with what do you mean by conservatism hmm. you know a, a person who is conservative is talking of democracy is talking of you know rights that very good so that itself uh, i find very uh, jarring the analogy also was that which he's written about which comes pre tyrannical stage is that uh, there's an anti elitism which is fed and fostered yes hmm. and um, that it's the that rule of the applies form. to india where i think more than america india has done a complete turnaround in the last 20 years and every dec- every 5 years there's even a bigger turnaround where um, elitism has been attacked damaged um, it's in a elite uh, culture is i think uh, on its आजकल so um at that time everybody it was true that it was a completely latians elite club everybody went to the same schools to the same colleges um ministers who came into power even the prime minister were people who you knew as children whatever and it and it was incestuous everyone knew each other today when you look at the government when you look at state governments when you look at Uh, job profiles when you look at um 
banks, you, you look, you, you see a completely different polity. You see uh, that, that elitism, those, pe those kind of people have behave and look so like defining, dinosaurs. Are you defining elitism or conservatism right now? De elitism. <laughs> but I think the difference from then to now, and I think that that has done, a, there has been a great upheaval. For example, people like, who sound like Sachin, uh, what's his name, Shashi Tharoor, they sound dated. They sound like an, from another yeah, culture. But I think elitism but I also consider those one second, people elitist. Manisha, please come in, then we'll just yeah. quickly break down elitism. No, I wanted to know what the response to it was. I'm not really convinced. I haven't read the piece, but what I've, I have no love for the elite. And I, I'm... Mm -hmm. Is he trying to argue that a participative democracy is bad at the end of the day? No, that a 100% participation would lead to... Yes, he's basically elected, saying electing leaders like a hundred percent participation would lead to chaos. Is basically what he's but, saying. But what he's what he's saying is it's a it's a angst-ridden piece. He's obviously really angry that Trump has taken over conservatism, and he's blaming the people for it. Basically, the people are responsible for Trump, and the counter says, "No, the people are not responsible. You conservative elites are responsible because you shrunk the space, and you were the one who." Tolerated xenophobic ideas within you. You tolerated. I like the rebuttal better. And he and <laughs> he is he's an extension of the seed you sow. And the last line of that piece, in fact, is uh, the Panjshir tells us what the last line is. Something about you own him. The last As with the other right of centre polemicists of late, Andrew Sullivan seeks to distract us by playing down or ignoring the role of movement conservatism. Sorry, Andrew, the conservative movement and the elites who backed them built this Frankenstein monster. They own it. Yeah. So he's saying you own it. Don't blame the people. But uh, Madhu, the, as far as the definition of elitism is, goes, I think it, um, it, uh, the elite, it, it differs in different societies or contexts. For example, in Plato's Republic or Socrates, the word elite referred to philosophers, thinkers. It had, had nothing to do with your financial <coughs> or social background. The so the two were, there was an intersection sometimes, yeah. but... But by and large, yeah. when, they, when Socrates is talking about the elite or when Plato's talking it's about different. the elite... In India, talking different. About different. In India, elite meant... Brahman bhi tum, rich bhi tum, dimag bhi tumara, paisa bhi tumara, school bhi tumara. So in India, the word elite means red pajero, jante mein daddy kon hai. In another culture, that would not be considered elite. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't consider, I mean, in my definition, red pajero and jante mein, I'm not elite. They are like wannabes who've just come in. But I'm, I'm talking about the control of power. People in position of power in terms of government as well as business as well as educational institutions or whatever. The decisions were taken by like almost like a club. Today that club is broken. No, but what I'm saying is... When and I think that's a good sign. Yeah, but people who have just come in, they may say, Jantam had a daddy corner, I had a red pajero, but Sindhya is no different. I mean, I, I went to the same school as a Sindhya or Rahul Gandhi. I think these guys speak better English, but what you're talking about, their intellectual capacity is as elite in the Socrates context as I am a woman. I'm not. I have a daddy, you know, just... <coughs> Even if you are clutching Anand's thigh from time to time. But, but I don't think elitism is the point of Andrew Sullivan's piece. I think conservatism exactly. is. And, just gives uh, that context. Yeah. And elitism will differ from society to society inevitably. By and large, there is an intersection of power, social class and, and the access that these offer. That's inevitable. But the conservatism that he sets up, um, the, the central root of that is turning around and saying that America, you have brought this upon yourself. And the only way to have prevented that is to not have completely participative democracy. Hmm. And that's a, I mean, it's like the uh, Michael Ofgren's piece 
points out quite early on that um, I, I can't find exactly where it is. But you know, he's using as the uh, the pivot on which his argument stands is a theorist from 428 BC. Hmm. And as a nerd, I'm really happy he's picking up Socrates still because, <laughs> hey, you know, some of that stuff is cool. But it cannot apply to society yeah. today. Because That's, it's a much larger group. Yeah, it's a much well. larger also, group. if I can just add, I think uh, sometimes a lot of harm may come out of really deeply psychoanalyzing the political situation that a country is about to face or is going through. I mean, in fact, I wrote a piece on this once three years ago about who's the real fascist. You know, analyzing the elect electoral situation of Gujarat over five or six decades, comparing it to what is happening in Kansas, which is like in you know, the Bible Belt and all those things. You know, on uh, one term you may have a Republican, the other term you may have a Democrat. You know, sometimes so it's just not, chance. Yeah, you don't I, have to. Yeah, people are sometimes just so fed up of you know. Trump's, uh, I think Trump's uh, success as is, as he's been climbing the polls uh, of late, I think is explained by the bell curve. America's bell curve, that Nay, the bell curve is a theory where the most intelligent are um, the fewest number, <laughs> and like as the bell joke. goes up, as the graph goes up, and the 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 largest amount of people are below IQ, below average intelligence. So it's and got a long tail on either side. Yes, and the highest a short in the tail on either side, so and a very high, high plateau on top. Right. And I think it's the bell curve, it's the Midwest, um, which, if Americans are listening, would be upset with me for saying that I think no, they're I think, uneducated. I think the amount of pieces that have gone on in the last month and a half, calling Americans idiots by Americans or Brits. Yeah. Uh, you know, my only problem, the only problem with my response to him, while I agree with the meat of the response was, he started off by saying the British expat Andrew Sullivan who lives in America. Right. That's not right. He try he discredits him by saying tu to American hai nahi, tu uh, hai. That's like saying go back where you came from. He, he had a very good case. You don't have to start attacking his motivation of where he's from. I thought that was And let us remember if you're talking of conservatives or conservative movement, one of the biggest conservatives uh, that the world has ever known which the world respected in terms of, you know, what Madhu was talking about, intellectual depth or Churchill. something, was Winston Churchill. Hmm. The most racist, bigoted yeah. SOB hmm. this world has ever known. Yeah. Gassed people, killed people, concentration camps, all sorts of things. And everything so, that he said know, about droughts, so and let them starve in, during the famine. In the famine, and two th in year 2000, Britain chose Winston Churchill as its greatest person. Britain, Great Britain, yeah. So, I remember. you know, yeah. all these things have to be... Manisha, what do you want to go with? We have... Um, yeah, before talaq. We, yeah, let's quickly go over triple talaq. Triple th actually, there's one report that I just wanted to share, uh, which I think was really scary. Uh, it came out in the Hindu, uh, which says that over the last 17 months, uh, 2,234 people across India have been infected with HIV because of blood transfusions, yeah. because wow. of negligence Crazy during thing. blood transfusion. And uh, this uh, Gujarat leads, no, UP leads, then followed by Gujarat, Maharashtra and Delhi. And uh, recently there was also this uh, uh, case reported in the Indian Express about this woman who contracted HIV 20 years ago, again during because blood transfusion. transfusion. Her, she was breastfeeding, so her uh, child contracted it and died. She, her husband left her. She's won this case now where the hospital has to uh, pay for her upkeep. But I'm shocked with this kind of medical negligence. How do Actually, we I, I, I don't know someone of on my how staff whose wife got HIV through uh, blood transfusion. This was about ten years ago, hmm. and this is a serious problem. It's the 
it's got to do with the blood banks. The yeah, blood I was banks, wondering where does the testing happen? Does no, it happen in the see, hospital or does it happen in the blood banks? What happens is that in the blood banks, anyone can just go and donate blood and get money for it. So there are a lot of professional blood but isn't donors. That illegal? Oh, no. you mean the black market? No, 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 no it's legal. It's legal. But so you can, you can, can you, you get can money blood? for yes, blood? Yes, you, there are blood banks who pay you money for your blood. Legally? Legally. That's shocking. Even I'm shocked. Well, whatever. Was Was it it's always... Madhu, so, revenue model. No, but isn't it always donation? Madhu, you can ask for blood but donation. Now Guys, what we'll have to do that on this Excuse me, your family member and you are uh, an average middle class, lower middle class person and your family member needs blood for surgery or whatever. You go to one of these low level blood... Hospital says, okay, blood law. Uh, private hospitals have their own blood banks, but public hospitals and a lot of other private hospitals who don't have the means, don't have their own blood banks and they send them off ke ja ke blood lao. Hmm. So the family is in a desperate state, uh, ye, uh, a positive chahiye, o chahiye, jo bhi chahiye, they run to a place and they pick up whatever is available. Now, the, those people will tell you, how tested hai. You have no means of knowing. So then it's the blood bank who is responsible. I don't know. I think the um, hospitals before uh, conducting the transfusion should also be checking. They should also. You should be checking the. Is there enough time? I mean, if you have to give. Sometimes there's not enough time. How long does it take? So they prefer actually what happens for private hospitals. I know what happens is that if you quickly need blood, and somebody, a family member, is um, can give the blood, they they give it. Uh, they give it of course or if they can't find someone then they get it from a blood bank and then a family member replaces the yeah of course right yeah. Yeah. That, that that's not being even. paid yeah. for your you blood can't, I, I think because you're always you donating yeah. but this is a very old problem we did a story on this in, in news track on this infected blood problem but and um, and the blood banks are seriously there are there are uh, addicts alcoholics uh, who just keep going to blood banks to, to live to off money. it. Hmm. Sorry, Dipanjana, you were saying? Oh, no, I was just going to say that um, this was a frightening story because, I mean, this is the sort of, and we all, you know, this is the sort of thing that happens once a story like this comes out, you talk to one another and you hear that, oh, someone I know had this, someone I know had that, and mm. it uh, reveals just how widespread this problem is. But along with, I'm sure there is a problem at the blood bank level, but I think in India right now, we're seeing a really serious problem as far as medical infrastructure is concerned. Yeah. Our hospitals are a mess. The kind of stories that are coming out of them, whether you look at this or you look last month, uh, we had these stories of these children who were being killed in Ajmer. Twelve babies died in a week. Or that one where they, instead of oxygen, nitrogen, they put nitrous yes, oxide a in a, uh, in yeah, a hospital in Delhi. Exactly, yeah. How is it possible for medical mm. school graduates to be making mistakes like this. And to get away with this and negligence, to get away 2,000 cases of contracting In HIV a completely is... different uh, right. angle, we have two stories. I think the um, answer to that is how they get away with it is because two, there is an inherent lack of uh, uh, attention to detail or compulsiveness amongst everybody in India, whether you're a journalist or whether you're a researcher. Yeah, I think even with lawyers, among the unemployable people who pass out of law school every yeah. day. Sorry, I would just have to move on. Uh, Anand, you have anything to add before I read the next no, letter? No, I, I think... Okay, the next letter is from alert viewer Jyoti. Hi Jyoti. Um, she says, since 2012, she's religiously been following news laundry and can say that I'm addicted. 
ियोसिटी so maybe we should come with more recommendations we we'll look into that you can read the full content of jyoti's email uh, on our website and in the end she says uh, i find abhinandan simply funny during his interviews mm-hmm. so simply I'm funny simply funny funny when he asks serious questions so i'm not having the desired impact in serious interviews jyoti i don't know whether you're trying to kick my butt or give me a compliment but both sometimes <laughs> don't know but thank you for writing in um now before we read out the, you know the uh, other but email but ab- about the interview abhinandan's hmm. interview i have to say about uh, anupam kher one hmm. <laughs> it took about 25 minutes for anupam kher to have one point of view and then completely change it that's what <laughs> that's the funniest thing that happened i saw part 1 and yeah. i said hey he supports freedom of expression so i quickly tweeted that anupam kher supports freedom of expression then uh, that's tweeted bad gayi then i'm watching part 2 my completely reversed <laughs> position am i going to reverse my tweet no let it stand let it go sanuki and i must give niku benefit of the doubt because any other interview was just like left it midway बट ये चला रहा चलता रहा चलता रहा चलता रहा यार उसके बाद अनुपम क्या ये आई थिंक व्हाट यू सेइंग इज या एब्सोल्युटली राइट इट इज अ प्रॉब्लम दैट ही डिड ही वाज कंफ्यूजिंग फ्रीडम ऑफ एक्सप्रेशन विद फ्रीडम ऑफ एक्शन फ्रीडम टू स्पिट एंड पिस ऑन द रोड इज नॉट द सेम एज टॉकिंग नो दैट्स व्हाट आई एम राइटिंग एंड आई ऑनेस्टली डोंट थिंक ही इज एट फॉल्ट एट अ वेरी फंडामेंटल लेवल कल्चरली इंडियंस आर नॉट एबल टू अंडरस्टैंड द कांसेप्ट ऑफ फ्रीडम ऑफ एक्सप्रेशन अब्यूजिंग पब्लिक प्रॉपर्टी यू कैन बी पनिश्ड फॉर or you know poking someone in the eye is not the same thing as cracking and lynching someone so anyway like uh, so i anand you there are two things left actually there are three things left uh, so we will quickly go over each of them <clears throat> one is uh, you have uh, suggested something about gdp figures i don't know what this is you can just inform the viewer yeah, and tell us yeah very quickly i think the matter has been sorted okay what uh, is the so matter basically what happened was uh, the government came up with the gdp figures and mm. they said that uh, this last quarter Over the previous year's quarter, the uh, GDP has grown by seven point nine percent. Is it real? Like wow, that's so everyone's a, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it of real? Of course, that's it wasn't real. Yeah, it's it's, it's real, real GDP, Re- real in the sense that at constant prices. I have to add one thing that as also, opposed to nominal. Uh, one financial paper, I think Hindus Business Online or something like that, um, reported that the rupee fell. Ever since it became public that Rajan is not going to be, <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's in today's. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Anand, you've said. So just, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, then Mint came up with this thing that uh, if you if you analyze the the GDP figures, and what makes up for the GDP, there is this thing called discrepancy. Hmm. Uh, this was Manas Chakravarti who uh, uh, you know writes really unfunny uh, Hindustan Times columns uh, on humor and satire. I just this thing, but he's an excellent economist. Otherwise, he writes for Mint. When he's not trying to be funny, yeah. leave that to Sanmay. So he said discrepancy accounts for about three percent of this seven point nine percent GDP growth or some. If you remove discrepancy, and this whole article I read three four times and कहीं explain ही नहीं किया discrepancy क्या है. So I said, what is discrepancy? and then i came to know that this discrepancy is the difference between uh, uh, gross domestic product and gross domestic income gdi and gdp hmm. uh, hmm. and in advanced countries it is supposed to be zero there is supposed to be no discrepancy 
Uh, we are in good shape. Uh, Anand, everyone is an economist. Okay, <laughs> so don't ever say that again. Everyone is a journalist. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a filmmaker. Uh, okay, uh, before we come to the Fountain Inc. piece on AAP, one quick round the table on the triple talaq. I was shocked by the editor in chief of Milli Gazette when uh, Mulla Musiluddin or whatever his name was on. Barkha's show was shouting at everyone. I'm being looked at by <laughs> the Panjra and, and Manisha that he's made this racist type comment. But I always say whenever there used to be these, uh, you, you know, ever forget Yogi Adityanath's name on, ever? On, uh, or, there used to be this person who would come all the time. The problem is we can't remember enough of those names. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, bold, bold. Yeah, yeah, one guy who'd always come, I used to call him Father Pinto because you know he looked like Father Pinto. So any this guy and he would not shut up and he was so offensive. एंड बरखा जो आमतौर पर काफ़ी काम रहती है इन द फेस ऑफ यू नो द संबित पात्राज एंड संजय शो आई यू कुड मेक आउट शीज ग्रिटिंग अ टीथ एंड एनी मोमेंट शी सिंग अभी घुसरण मारती हूँ मौलवी साहब के डूड एंड शी रियली आई मस्ट शी शुड हैम ही वॉज सच अ डिक फ्रॉम हेल इंटेलेक्चुअल <laughs> came up with this what is 50000 have signed this petition there are millions of women in the whole country maine kaha that's maulana musibuddin ab apna batao aapka kya aapka kya mahol hai yahan again i mean racist can we do this with the I'm with like if you want mail. to quit a job and instead of sending a long explanation resignation letter you just walk into your boss and say talaq 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 hamare yahan yeah i think that should Incidentally, be Incidentally a... the milli gazette i remember is the same person i mean the the same organization that um, Uh, you know, women are duty se maro type of situation. Isko Arnab kya bhejte hain? Dekhte hain kya hota hai? Aap order kar do. Ha? Arnab yar isko bula bhai. Maza aa jayenge. Talking of, do you remember uh, the the Shahi Imam of Jama Masjid? What hmm. he told Shabana Azmi? I yeah. think all those years ago. Yeah. Naachne gaane wali. Naachne gaane wali. Naachne gaane wali. So you know. Aap se kya baat kare? Hmm. I had written. No, but what was beautiful was for me to watch how the women on Barkha's show. Gave it right back. They did not take any of it like that, and they did it in style. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of Anand's point of view that uh, reform cannot come from the inside. It is. Oh, it it's is coming not, yeah. from the inside. It can only and come how? from the inside. Because these women were laying down. 
particularly coherent arguments, which from the outside would seem like an outsider's point of view. They were cogent and they were powerful because they were of the faith, you know, attacking These women it. should actually start their own masjid, their own imam, imam, imami, they can call her. Hmm. And have Sponsored their, by imami, imami, fair and lovely. Yeah. And no. have their own uh, congregations. All women, they might uh, allow two, three male token types. Speaking of loonies, so do you think, a, uh, talking of reform, I mean, do you think in the foreseeable future, we're going to have a situation where we do not have triple talaq? Yes. Yeah, really I do. Yeah. I hope I do. So. You do? I do. It can't go on. Because there are too many, uh, it's too obvious a violation of a human right. And... Um, the worst thing I think Rajiv Gandhi did was the Shah Banu case. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think Shah Banu case was much simpler than triple talaq. I think in my lifetime we are not it's going the to same. see. I don't no, know. I'm quite optimistic. This, this I think it will. Because she's challenging it on fundamental rights. It will so happen in our lifetime. But you know, in I, my lifetime, just, which is much shorter than all of yours. I'm just thinking. Can I say That you don't uh, know. But uh, the Anand, way I'm going. What, <laughs> what Anand said, I actually maybe his cynicism is correct because I was shocked to hear um, the Muslim face of the BJP, Shazia Ilmi, hmm. uh, say on that show. When she was asked, why doesn't your government do anything? She says, now if we'll do anything, you'll say, they are Hindu fundamentalists. And they... So I want to say then, how are you different? That's appeasement to them. How are you different from the Congress? Mm-hmm. I mean, already taking I a step back. This. I thought that was so... I don't I understand like, this logic when people say, if I'm going to do this or I'm going to do so, then they will say this. Do it correctly. When we told her, when I asked her in an interview, that why did you wait so long to publish your... Book. Why didn't you have Rana? You be talking about. Yeah, Rana. No, I'm talking Ayub. about Shazia Ilmi. No, I'm talking about Rana. You. Ah. The <laughs> connection is there. Connection is there. You're confusing the Muslim faces, by the way. The connection is there. I cannot. So she said. Uh, I said, why now? She says, if I did it before the election, they would say it was. It is motivated. Now, if they'll say, if they'll do, if you do this, they would do, say that. Your decisions or your actions cannot be decided on what you presume other people will, how they will react. That's a ridiculous thing for Shazia Alimi to okay. say. Now, Madhu, the duplicity, sorry, just one sentence. The duplicity uh, is just so clear. It just stares you at the face, which is that BJP came to power on so many occasions by saying about this pseudo-secularism. I mean, Adwani kind of Uniform used this again Civil and Code, again. Article 370. Right. And now Supreme Court is telling the government, look, it's been two years. Why don't you implement the UCC? Why don't they? Yeah, and BJP is completely quiet about it. So, Why don't they? Okay. They think they'll alienate the minorities the guns. Basically, more than what they have But already. I'm hopeful about so. it because there's a strong movement in the community. The yeah, women are standing up and it I hope that it's gathering strength each yeah. time the conversation is raised. There have to be a push. And the last two mails before we talk about the PSA, one is from Abhijit with the TH. Uh, he's been a long time follower and admirer. Sir, are you a freak or long-time foreign admirer or do you subscribe also? We're never going to get emails <laughs> again as this rate. I like the varied views of all panelists and nuances you bring in. Thank you. But in nuances of free may enjoy karte ki subscribe karte I was just wondering. Uh, to keep it short, basically he says we should have a brief discussion on Raghuram Rajam and econ- economic policies. Maybe we should next time on his whether he'll get a second term or not. Uh, thanks, Abhijit. We will definitely take that up next time. And uh, he has uh, said we should pick five minutes for five questions from the listeners on the platform where they're allowed to post questions on Success nice. Hafta. Actually, we are planning to have a page only for subscribers, Vese Abhijit, <laughs> where you can put where it's you can so put bad. up your questions, which we will take up. But thanks for the mail. 
and thank you for your support. Um, it's you know, mails like this that keep us uh, going and, and, and we know that there's someone listening to us at least and it's just us listening to each other. And the last mail is a really quick one by AJ Parikh. He says, I will keep this really short because I don't want Karthik to spend a day trying to read all the emails. Sure, Although please. this week, Karthik hasn't been the producer. It is um, Manira who's produced it and the mails were uh, selected by Anjali, uh, Anjali and uh, Aratrika. <coughs> so, emails. Emails, correct. <laughs> Because there were no there were no pigeons that came into the office and just dropped little scrolls on our table. No, he was punning on MAL. <laughs> and AJ Parikh says, I love Hafta and you have made my drive to work more enjoyable. Glad we could do that, uh, AJ Parikh. But are you enjoying the drive for free? <laughs> yeah, but can your panel spend a few minutes talking about how India decides this government has performed well? Is there a national department where the stats, unemployment, poverty... Basically saying, can we have a metric by which you can say who performed better? Actually, I think... It's I, a it, good idea. It's economics that I also know. The thing about data and, and um, statistics, especially when it comes to economic indicators is, you, depending on who your economist you are paying to do what, he can tell you that this worked or didn't work because you're always against what could have happened. It's not an exact science like what Anand does. Ki bhai, agar Potassium pani mein dala, explosion hui ki nahi hui. It is black or white. No, I yeah. actually I disagree with that. I think the data, economic uh, data, can be very well, uh, you know, displayed. And you can, it's not that, you know, uh, you know, actually a lot of cliches have come into the thing, which is that uh, there is another one that says statistics. Half uh, truth, half, half this thing. No, and has, if you, no, no, you throttle okay, okay, the throat of statistics. Is, is quantitative <laughs> easing in America? Has it been a success or a failure? Can you prove that with stats? I'd like to recommend John Oliver's little uh, segment on uh, data, where he basically proves, uh, shows how data can be used to prove anything, pretty much anything. You, I mean, you just pick. and it's happened. Economic. Like somebody will put out a whole article on data, and then Sujit Bhalla will come and say, "Count do the same statistics, <laughs> turn it upside exactly. down." That entire program did it cost thirty thousand or three lakh thousand? You know? No, but I do agree. There is data, and there is data. But that doesn't mean that you know there is as always bad data, and you know you can't. Data is definitely valuable. As long as it's right, it's a great it's valuable, tool. but it can be used either way. That's okay, the point. Okay, now we'll end with a story on uh, fountain ink on AAP and the corruption called Unraveling the AAP Myth. Is that what it was called? Hmm. So why doesn't Manisha start? Yeah, it's the story headline Unraveling the AAP Myth and it's basically talking about how the Arvind Kejriwal government is not serious about walking the talk on corruption. It's by somebody called Arpit Parashar. Uh, he's a reporter with Fountain Inc. and he earlier had worked with Ashish Khetan. There was this huge Twitter spat after this. Yes, but two and things our good old uh, Hartosh Singhbal jumped into uh, it. So who did, uh, who did uh, Ashish Rana. Uh, fire who he called a drunk? Apparently yeah. this reporter. This who so he wrote this when he was drunk? No, of course not. <laughs> he hasn't. She's drunk answering since me. She's answering me. It was a, Beja, it was a joke. You were love life. Mein. I'm very touchy about this story. She, she Why are you touchy about this story? Because, because we had a I've done a round on this one. Because we hmm. had a debate uh, in how. No, so. but because I think it's not fair. Like, look, I don't know how. when was he drunk, how hmm. was he. Like to just use, discredit a report by saying, oh, this guy was drunk. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're just saying that because you don't like but this that. Report. But I don't think anyone anyway. takes that seriously. Let's. No, take anyway. The but so the report, the two things stand out for me. Uh, one is the fact that journalists that have been reporting on AAP 
that have been writing on app have been given honorary positions that in is university offensive. Uh, which is uh, in my view it is corruption yes and towards the end where they're talking about postings transfers uh, where officials are either transfer to a particular post uh, because of the cash generated through various means or because the officer cups up enough money for party funds and uh, the report right at the beginning says that a lot of the people that I've spoken to is off the record. They are from the party, from the government. They, some within the party have not have spoken only on condition of anonymity because they're scared of what may happen. And those in the government are anyway not allowed to speak on these matters. But he has got a lot of people on record. And Abhinandan's major grouse with this piece was that nobody's come on record. No, that wasn't. Actually, I'll tell you what my piece is, but let's get to Anand first. We'll go this way. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with whatever Manisha has said. And I think it's... Uh, Mazak air basically. I mean, AAP is like, you know, LMAO basically. AAP is? LMAO, laughing my ass off. Yeah. So, as I said, if BJP is Congress plus cow, AAP is Congress plus Lamao. But I, I, I mean, if she. <laughs> wow. I, 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 I think uh, what Hartosh pointed out and what Manisha has said, these are critical questions. You can't have four journalists of Bennett and Coleman on your payroll talking about AAP in positions. Which the government has decided. I don't know why Bennett Coleman made them resign because that's va what they do. Now, they the whole point is <laughs> either you answer this. What it, is the problem? And, and you know, either you answer this or you can say because that the they, fellow sorry, wrote this They was didn't drunk. go through MediaNet. Mm. That's mm. You know, you ah, they didn't exactly. go through MediaNet. That's mm. the problem. MediaNet didn't get its cut. Cross talk. Mm. Take the problem, see. So, uh, I think it, is, it has been handled awfully by. No, uh, journalistically, do you think the piece was robust? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, look, uh, the whole point is he does not provide video proof and does not provide, uh, you know, but then who doesn't? I mean, Rana did not provide uh, video proof. So it's as good a report as Rana's is? Uh, well, if you want to be honest about it. But, I think it's a robust report in I that it claims that the government doesn't walk the talk on corruption. Hmm. These are corrupt practices within and any government. there are government. facts that so can be cannot, verified. You I cannot mean, there are say that yeah. okay. it's not. Yeah. It's not a scam, but it is a corrupt practice. Hmm. Um, I think it's a difficult piece to report. Um, because, you, like Manisha said, you're not going to get uh, people talking on record. But I have to admit that both as an editor as well as a reader, I get very suspicious of seeing only sources and un, um, unauthenticated voices. Hmm. And so from that sense, I'm a little bit iffy about it from a journalistic point of view. Hmm. Madhu? Uh, I agree with uh, Nipanjana completely. I think a large part of it where the sources are, the vo voices are there, they're named, it's fine. Uh, the, the Journalistically, it is correct. Again, I would have preferred uh, not anonymous things because that always makes me suspect that the guy is just making it up. That part. Because not Time magazine has known, for years was known, the last punchline was like an Indian farmer said, hey, geez, is that possible? You know, come on. So not always anonymous though, he's changed names and all that. So sure. to say that it's not just there are quotes in the story. Yeah. That means he Plus has spoken to people from the quotes, but yeah. it should be yeah. So, and they're verified. I think it's a journalistic. So I, I think it was correct. I think there are two aspects of the story and what we are doing is we're mixing up the two. Now you should have gotten a quote from Arvind. The top thirty or forty the top thirty or forty percent of the story I think is journalistically robust because he has specific you know, uh, yeah. posts yeah. that journalists have been yeah. you he know, put on to. evidence that credit. Uh, not just yeah. evidence. And you don't have to speak to anyone. Bhai. There is a board or whatever mm. this honorary position was created. So and so was appointed to it. Then he was removed. And so there is a conflict of interest. You are, you know, influencing journalists. You are doing exactly what others are doing through money. Of it's buying not just journalism. conflict of interest though. It, it is, is a corrupt practice. Yeah. It is corruption. Hmm. It's not just 
Right. So you will phrase it like you want. I will phrase it what I want, which is the beauty of. Each person getting a chance to talk. Freedom of expression. Yeah, yeah you know. How patronizing, Manish. You're going to take that. No, but you're going to take that. By conflict of interest, you're going to take that sitting down. Stand up. Don't say anything. So what I'm saying is, now, you know, it is completely, uh, you're trying, it's a compromised position these journalists are coming from. And, you know, whether you call it corruption, the way I understand corruption, the way that story claims. Now, here's what this does, which Trump does. Now, Hillary is accused of, let's say, an impropriety. He stretches all the way to corruption and that she, you know, use. so what he's done in the second 60%, he has said, log kehte ki bohat paisa ban rahe. Log kehte. When you are making, like, I'll give you an example. I have been a television producer and professional for the last 20 years. Whenever I go to Bombay, when we used to try to get into the fiction space, Saaz Bahu serial banangi ye karenge, everyone used to tell me, ki bhai, yahan par ya to aap kickbacks do channel walon ko, ya aap ladkiyan supply karo. Theek hai? Your lead lady has now, I don't, and then some fool would come and say, Bhai, tu chata kya hai? Who do you want? Tu, ye star chata, ye, ye rate hai, ye rate kya hai? Mene bola, pata nahi, Bombay mein aisa hota hoga. Ab mein jaake us par story nahi kar sakta. Ya to mujhe specific do ki is channel ke executive ne itna paisa liya. Then also my story is about that. I can't extrapolate that. I, like for example, this is something anyone who's been in Bombay has been hearing this for the last 20 years. You can't do a story because you've been hearing about it. If I have to do a story on corruption, which is financial corruption, that people are making money on postings. I have to say these 20 people were posted. They shouldn't have been posted. They've been posted out of turn. So what he's done is he's taken a journalistic robust piece, the first half, which is perfectly journalistic. The second half is complete gossip. You know, it's Janani the gossip. And that is, and he's kind of merged the two. That is my problem with it. There is not a single specific instance of corruption. Log kehte hain paise bante hain, fir log kehte hain, ye kehte hain. And he said, I and one last thing is that he says that Prashant Bhushan and they conducted a survey that 80% of the, you know, our people were dissatisfied with what. Of course, when they left, not even 0.8 left with them. I mean, so what is, do you think it was a plant from Prashant and... Uh, no, no, I don't think it was a plant or anything. I will not, that is again conjecture. I have no reason to believe it's a plant or not. All I'm saying is, it was a very good journalistic piece, the first half. He completely screwed it up by adding a complete second half based on not a single specific. His entire, what I'm referring to as corruption in the sense, cash for transfers or this, there's not a single specific instance he's given. He's just talking about people say. He's talking about an agent on record. He's changed his name, but that agent has said that money is exchanged and I am part of this exchange. So how is that not... So money is exchanged, occurred? which has he said this transfer happened at such and such? No, but he's talking about an excess, he's talking about an industry so that's of... that's what I'm saying. It's so, like I go to agents in Bombay and they say, Tu bata, kis, who do you want to screw tonight? I'll get her to you. Now, I can't say my agent told me. For all you know that agent is... I can't base a journalistic story on that. That's gossip. That's not journalistic source. No, how is it just gossip? This is somebody who claims to be a, a party worker. Raju name changes the property deal in Badarpur, close to one such agent come worker of AAP and makes quick money by getting people to post the desire. So he's got somebody so on record post? saying this happens. Is it a post and so, as a sweeper? Yeah, maybe he has not. He has not specifics there, but, but again, but to be this fair, how do you get, to get these specifics? Like I said, it's a really hard story to report. Um, well, if that's you have a specific, for example, I think a great piece of reporting was India Today on the Khadse And he's talking, case. sure. Like for example, they said this is the land that was sold. Sure. This is the amount it was sold for. This, I think Rahul Kamal, Shivarur and the entire team have done a fantastic. When I saw that story, it was so simply told in three minutes. With specifics, with this and here is where the corruption happened. 
you have to have at least okay if you no, don't I agree that, that it didn't get something. pieced together but every story need not have that yet it can be robust if he's talking about a system of corruption an industry of transfer postings where money is paid transfers are done postings and he gives an example of an official in the delhi government who's approached him who paid 20 lakh I'm sure he doesn't have names or specific things, but every story need not have that to be robust. I think I have done an entire story on AAP and how badly it treats journalists with not a single on record. All of them are anonymous. The journalists hmm. said we can't be talking to hmm. you on record. Where was that story published? In News Laundry. And we let and it go. It was, yes, but it no, was no, robust it was, because no, no. I know I didn't make those journalists up, and everything was shared. I with, know, but that was about. But that doesn't make it. No, like, Manisha. Again, you are doing the same thing of taking. I remember that story. Hmm. It spoke about two specific instances where AAP attacked a journalist, and they attacked a journalist publicly. The hook was specific. The hook happened. was specific, but and a lot of people. Second, and so there were three specific instances you cited in that. It wasn't based completely out of the blue. You did a story that this is how it's being done. Like for example, but it talked of blue, party culture. Okay, now well, it anyway, talked of party culture and what was is, happening. It wasn't journalistically at all robust. The second half, the first half was, and yeah, that's my. If opinion. I can have a couple mm-hmm. of minutes, I I think I, I see Abhinandan where you're coming from, and as a as a as a reader. In fact, it looked to me. I almost thought it was a caravan piece. You know, you remember on Arnab, caravan had written a piece on Arnab. So you know, you mix a lot of facts. with a lot of conjectures and your opinion and everything it's a very that is how what uh, in a very long piece this is what usually happens you know it starts is off getting yeah. known for do teen facts leke usko spin karo you know pura wo kiya but the point is i disagree with you and i agree with manisha uh, i disagree with when you say that i could not see any corruption there i think the whole point is this thing about ad spend I think it is no. Yeah, I, it is, I can't see any. I'm saying no, the no, way I define corruption was in money exchange for transfer. That I was talking about a specific. Okay, so that definition that of corruption that you have. Okay, so maybe that it doesn't have a direct proof. But according to me, when you are selecting people, when you're selecting journalists, when you're bribing the newspapers with hundreds of crores of paid ads. Yeah, but that I've said is robust. I've said that, that's robust. That is corruption. corruption. But how okay. foolish then is call, it? Then call it to appoint journalists to. Official things? Did they think it would stay a secret? I think it shows real naivety. No, but I don't think they were planning to keep it secret. It is just a secretive thing. I think this is one of those things. Chalo, but anyway, we'd like to wind up on that note. That Now means the they saw is, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's either one or the exactly. other. Which is one? They saw nothing wrong. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't think it was. It is a way of rewarding people. Importantly, wow. this magazine is based on a party that's supposed to be all about ethics and anti-corruption. And I also want to point out this is a Chennai-based magazine that did this piece. I no journalist in Delhi media watchdog sites like us or not watchdog critique sites or even Caravan. Or any other magazine hasn't picked this up, and I think that distance kind of helps. I think the journalist wasn't in Delhi and he saw this happening, and I, I don't see that kind of aggressive well, we reporting. We should have done it. We could have done it. There's no reason. Yeah, and should and at least we should have done it when these twelve. Okay, exactly. I have to wind up now uh, because we are almost an hour and a half. Uh, before I wind up, I'd like to say we will be reading out three emails every week from listeners who write in. Thank you so much. Keep writing. your advice and feedback is really welcome and we love it uh if you want to compose a sting for our podcast please compose a sting and write in to contact at news laundry with sting in the subject line and if you want to gift us some great audio equipment so that last week kind of screw up doesn't happen again write to contact at news laundry and write gift in the subject line but if you only want to give us free advice just write nl hafta in the subject line but not i'm just joking that's also valuable now i want to end with a song dedicated to aap like you were saying they were trying to buy influence by putting people on this that you know it makes you realize politics is not like love 
like you know when someone else is in love you think he, you know the someone is treating badly you know saala, aisa naukar ban raha hai wo phone karti hai aisa kutte ki tarah chala jata hai and then when that guy who has been the biggest you know making fun of all the rest when he is in love he'll do the same thing or you know women you're letting him treat you so badly but when you're in love you let so arz kiya hai i'm so scared of the song that's going so, to come so, so, so anand zara aur farmaye ye maine share likha hai irshad irshad ishq mohabbat and rajneeti ki diwanagi hai irshad ishq mohabbat and rajneeti ki diwanagi hai underestimate karoge to you will have to eat humble pie फैमिली से कॉम्बैट एंड एक्स लवर्स और यारों से तू लड़ेगा ए गालिब जो कभी ना सोचा था वो भी करना पड़ेगा एंड टू माई फ्रेंड्स एंड आप दिस सॉन्ग इज डेडिकेटेड टू यू जस्ट अ सेकेंड and on that happy note uh, thank you all for listen hafta write in subscribe guys madhu subscription ka ek call to dete jao listen guys nothing's for free if you want us to do better work good work please subscribe donate do whatever you can and uh, you have to remember that the more you give the better we'll get yeah otherwise our plan b uh, for revenue is i just found out donating blood donating blood to iske liye camp lagane wale hain aap aaiye aap aaiye So on that note bye bye thank you thank you thank you Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook